back, we back, we back. This is the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm Jay Stamps. And I'm Jay. And good morning, sir. It's early. Salutations, my brother. <laughs> so he's saying salutations because he's over there drinking that Calypso. Man, don't don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that. I ain't had I ain't had a Calypso lemonade since college when we used to steal them. Remember that? Hey, man, you can't. Oh, you know what? What do, what do we say? Uh, that has. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know nothing about that. Taking so. you don't know nothing. We don't, you you don't remember taking <laughs> nothing because we was poor and I, couldn't afford nothing. Okay, yeah, I do remember. I ain't gonna okay. front. I don't do we don't don't front like <laughs> don't front like we weren't never goons on campus, man. We, <laughs> that's a story for another day, though. The we statue, was poor. The statute of limitations is off now, so we ain't gonna get. They've been, they been off. They've yeah. been off. You know what I mean? We, we we took cereal. We took drinks, candy. Jay used to steal gummies all the time. <laughs> Just come in, just rob the place, yep. and then tell the people like I used to like. Remember, I used to buy Burger King. I remember I told the dude, I was like, I ain't paying for this. <laughs> I know. I was looking at him like it's already, it's already added into <laughs> tuition, right? <laughs> just for the tuition, right? Yeah, I was like, I, you know, I'm not paying for. Oh man, you know, I go ahead, bro. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't going to do nothing, right? But, it's not, I mean, it's not yours. You know what I'm saying? You just work right. it. Like, <laughs> right. Like we are we all part of the system. We are all slaves to the system, brother. <laughs> we should all be eating for free. I know. Rise up. Got my little fist in there. Rise up, man. Right. <laughs> right. Black <laughs> lives matter back then. <laughs> right. Broke lives matter. Yeah, we, right. <laughs> Facts. Broke black lives. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that was that was a time, man. That was man. a time. But I mean, you know, a lot of kids now would probably love to have that based on the current situation we in now where you can't do nothing. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. We gotta we got <laughs> we gotta do another episode on just some of our college just okay. the college experience, period. Hey, we could do that. Let's let's set that for like I guess the first the first week of school and we could do like yeah. a back to school that'd be like a back to school episode yeah so yeah i'm gonna write that I'm down so i won't forget because <laughs> i will forget i'll be like i thought i had i had some plan but then i'll forget so yeah i'm gonna write that down so we got a back to school episode coming to school we're gonna talk about me and jay gonna talk about our trials and tribulations of college when we were going back to school struggling <laughs> facts <laughs> struggling hard oh man so how's your week how was your week this week man um my week been pretty cool i ain't really got no complaints it it went pretty smooth for the work for the most part um work has been okay you know starting to get into a nice little groove there um you know just uh as far as business is concerned um we got Two potential clients, maybe three. Okay. Maybe three that'll be signing up, hopefully, this coming week. So we'll see about that. And then it could be some additionals after that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's been a good week. I ain't had no complaints. How about yourself? Man, this just feels like it's been busy. Like it's been a busy like I'm normally considered pretty busy during the week, but it seems like because of the weather. 
because the weather's been crazy. If you get if you listen to this and you live in uh, the Middle Tennessee area, we've we've been having like Florida weather where it rains about hard for about twenty minutes and then it just stops like nothing happened. So it's right. been it's actually been happening all the times that I've needed to go somewhere or do something specific. Like for example, I had to get uh, photos made for. Um, for my real estate venture, for me being a uh, realtor, I had to go. Oh, get snap. <laughs> Jay stands with the professional picks, baby. Man, I had to go put the shirt, button up the shirt, put the tie on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh-huh. You got to let them know what's going on. You got to yeah, clean up a little bit, you know what I mean? Clean, I had to clean up a little bit, put the put the shoes on, put the put the Jordans up and put the uh, put the shoes on. Put the hard know? bottoms on, hard you know what I mean? on, on point. Wingtips. I had to put the wingtips on them, man. So, you know, but of course, in the process of all of that, it was like raining super hard. And then, but luckily, when I was able to actually go um, to the spot to take the pictures, everything worked out fine. Thank God. So that was cool. Um, Other than that, I was trying to think of what it was. It's just been a lot of mixture of things. And, then you know, just trying to make sure I have time a little bit of time to myself to read a little bit more and study. So right. I kind of given myself some, uh, some goals set. And one of them is like, you know, kind of stay on task, create myself a schedule, like give my time, give myself time to study, you know, stuff, all my real estate information to jar that stuff in my head, but also do like get back on my Bible study stuff and consistently Definitely. that. So yeah, I've um I've been reading. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I've been reading. You, the, did. Um, you did, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of did anyway. Uh, now I was gonna tell you about the Bible study stuff. Like I've been reading the Sefer a lot. Okay, lately, you know okay. what I'm saying, or or Sefer, whatever, however way you want to pronounce it or whatever. But it's got the it's got the original Hebrew tongue or Hebrew names of the characters in the Bible or whatever, and it has all of the missing books. So, you know, in the traditional Bible, it's only 66 books. Facts. Um, the Sefer has, uh, I think it's 87. Mm. So those, what, 21 books that were taken out are very, very important. They are vital to you reading and trying to understand because it gives a better big picture of what the Bible is really about and what the truth is. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. lot of people can't, a lot of people can't rock with the Bible, whatever, because it's, ah, you know, I can't, I can't understand what they saying or, you know, it's, it's contradictory and this and that and third. Well, that's because the powers that be knew what they knew and knew what their ultimate end was going to be. So they took, they took a lot of the stuff out to try to deceive people. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you got to go back and really, you know, study and understand those those missing books or those books, books that you ain't never heard of yeah. to make it all make sense or whatever. So anyway, my bad. No, you're good. But you, you said, uh, you said you, you was, uh, yeah, you said you was, you know, getting back on your reading and your, you know, your Bible study and all of that stuff. So continue, sir. Oh no, man, you good? No, that that's definitely because uh, you know I'm asking more questions about anyway, if, if uh, you know, on or offline. So, but yeah. thank you. No, I'm yeah, I'm going. I'm, I want to go through the Bible as a whole 
like from beginning to end. I want to read the whole thing. So that's a goal of mine. Um, I'm also, I picked up a book called, you know, I'm a big history nerd. So for those that are history nerds like myself, I picked up a book called Man, Myth, Messiah by Rice Brooks. I bought this the other day. And it actually, have you heard of this book? Seems like the name sounds familiar. Okay. So basically it was a guy uh, from from the synopsis. Uh, I remember he basically, it's about uh, uh, like a guy, scientist, a history, historical guy that was trying to disprove that Jesus was actually here. Mm-hmm. And he tried to use historical context and he was actually like an atheist. And he ends up trying to uh, while trying to debunk the theory of Jesus being, you know, not real, he ends up uh finding out that Jesus was real and finding historical facts, hard facts <laughs> that he was, and then he ends up giving yeah. his life to God. So. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's pretty dope. <laughs> so he did all this to debunk the theory and it was just like, yeah, nah, uh, you know what I have to retract some things. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> He's like, oops, my bad. <laughs> so that's what the story is about. I'm gonna, uh, and I'm, well, I'll end up doing a, I'll end up doing a episode on this when I finish the book, just to talk about. I think it'd be cool. So, and because I think it involves it, it because it because of the her- historical context of it too. I think it's cool. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing it. I think I'm gonna do an episode on that in the future. If we can do one. I'll send you. They got the book on. It's on um, Audible as well. I found it on Audible, but I also bought a physical copy of it because I was at a bookstore and I seen it um, for two dollars, dollar ninety eight. I was at one of the. I love shout out to all the secondhand bookstores too because you can really come up in there. Because you mm-hmm. know, even and I love, I love Amazon. I got my Prime member, but you could go to these secondhand bookstores and find books that even on Amazon you may end up paying fifteen bucks for. I got that book for two dollars. So, wow, yeah, you can come up in there. I got a devotional too in there too, so you can you can find stuff. But you just got to go looking. I know everything's not open, but it's open till seven. You can go out. You got to go, you know, between the times that the uh, phases allow you wherever you're located. But you know, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so but no, I man. Other than that, uh, everything's been good. Just trying to get get in the groove. School is about to start back for the kids, so that's a whole nother thing. This is their yeah. last week off, so now it's like grind time to get everything they need for school, including mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> man, crazy craziness, crazy time we in. Oh, so shout out to my wife. She actually bought the for our eight year old. He, you know, he may he may tend to lose his mask. So she bought a lanyard to hook the mask on so it can just hang around his neck. I don't even yeah. like she she finds this stuff. I'm like, I wouldn't even thought of that. But <laughs> right. you know, that's why right. she's smarter than me. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to Cindy Lou. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my baby. Shout out to Miss Stamps, man. She she's a lot smarter than me and stuff like that. She's just a lot more a lot more prepared. She's a very prepared person. And yeah. uh, so, yeah, she's already thought about that. So that's that's done. So now we just just getting the basics now having to go. It's tax free weekend here. And so, you know, that's a whole other thing. I'm always broke on tax free weekend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't 
they don't never, they don't never fall on a payday. Like, it's, it's never, payday. Yeah, it's, it's, I've never been able to capitalize ever Mm-mm. since that law was passed. And I think it's some type of sick joke, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I don't even... Yeah, no, I don't. I've never. It's never fell on the right weekend, <laughs> and never felt. It never fell on a prosperous weekend. Well, I felt like yeah, I can go ahead and spend about two hundred. I'm cool, two three hundred. We still have right. Nah, it don't right. work. Let like me go buy. Let me go buy this TV real quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it don't work like that. So yeah, that's coming up. Other than that, man, I have uh, some classes coming up. Uh, for my real estate venture, I have some classes I got to attend on Monday and Tuesday of this week, so I'm ex- I'm excited about that and just kind of getting more information. So everything will be up pretty soon within the next week or so. I'll have uh, I'll have my personal uh, social media page revamped to reflect uh, me as a realtor. And I'll have the picture up and all of that, so you guys get to see it. Don't judge me. I may put, I may shout it out on the halfway humble too. You know, shameless plug. Hey, this is this your platform, bro. Hey, right. So I can just cross promote. You know what I'm saying? So I will be doing that as well. But other than that, man, that's pretty much it as far as you know the week is concerned. I'm just glad it's the weekend. You know, you slow down a little bit. So right. But yeah, um, speaking of, you know, it's funny we were talking about school just now because it kind of brings me to a topic that I want to touch on today. And it was uh, clothing, but it wasn't it's not clothing necessarily of today, but how we transition into the styles from like when we were kids coming up in the 90s and early mm-hmm. 2000s to what the style is now. Mm-hmm. And it we we me and Jay got on the subject of this the other day. Because we were, we always said that a lot of times we come up as topics, full disclosure. We come up with topics just having a conversation offline. Like we normally talk a couple of times out the week anyway. And a lot of times we'll come up with a topic just based on the conversation we're having. And so this was another uh, another one of those. And I, we were talking about just the evolution of culture and clothing. Because, you know, when Jay and I came up, we, you know, we're in our mid-30s. When we came up, it was the hip hop brands got real strong, super strong. Yeah, so yeah. strong I couldn't afford most of them. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, you know, and we'll get to the evolution as far as the luxury brands, but they were considered. I mean, they didn't look super luxury; like they were, they were just like offshoots of what was kind of popular and just had a more like you know street look to it you know because it was right. it, it was that it was that culture so yeah so what what, what was your earliest remember when you started because you know we were we were little we didn't know what we was wearing duckhead and whatever else we couldn't really mm-hmm. have no, <laughs> and, and a little bit of time a little bit of polo a little bit of ivy crew but when was it when was it for you that you started being up on the, the hip-hop brands of clothing like when did it, when did the light switch hit? When you were like, "Man, I want to get this and want to get this." Oh, it was definitely elementary. Okay. Um, if you, if you, if you, if anybody who's listening to this is is old enough to remember Reebok pumps and starter jackets, mm. that's where it started for me. You know what I mean? Like that was the first Reebok. The Reebok pumps. I almost talk, like it was the crazy thing about the Reebok pumps, right? 
Cause I was always, as a kid, I was always deprived. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I I didn't have the, you know, I live, I I, I split, I, I live split between my my grandparents and my mom. You know, like when I was when I was young, and then they was all on the same accord. I can't, I ain't get you them shoes. They they too expensive. <laughs> hey, ain't nobody got no money for that. You know what I mean? So right. no, I, nobody ever did it. So I remember uh, visiting my aunt one time and. Um, she lives in North Carolina. Like, shout out to everybody in, in Fayetteville. Hey, um, North Carolina, we was, man. Yeah, we, um, so we were, we, I remember, I'll never forget, we was at the mall one day, and it was some Reebok pumps that came out, and it was, this was the first $100 shoe that I had seen. Mm-hmm. And I almost taught, if I would have, if I would have, like, continued to, you know, like, talk her into it she would have got them for me but that would have been my first pair that would have been my real first pair of super expensive shoes i would have been that dude in elementary school because i would have had the reebok pumps you know what i'm saying and i swore them joints was you know that was that was the first shoe that you know in our generation that you swore you could probably run faster and jump higher in. You know oh, what I'm saying? Because yeah. you, you had oh you you pumped the little you pump your little sneakers up. Oh, it was go time. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the the commercial was on point. I remember it was like pump it up, and it showed all the different Man. basketball and the dudes dunking and all that. I was like, Man. I, want, I was I like, want, yeah, I got I got to get them right. I, I got that. I get those. I'm gonna be fire on the court. You're right. I'm hitting thirty every night. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, and this is this was at like what seven or eight. You know, right. <laughs> or whatever, and what, whatever and, age it was. And you know the funny thing. So I just quote while you were talking about that. I pulled up some little information, give a little context to what Jay's talking about. So yeah, it would be you know Reebok Punk is a line of athletic shoes, and they were first released November twenty fourth of nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, so so we talking about yeah, so we talking about the '90s version, yeah. you know what I mean, of the pumps. You know what I'm saying, the ones that was actually a hundred dot, like right at a hundred dollars, I think. Yep, because that was, and that's what I was gonna lead into. Because uh, I remember I seen them, I, I got them around ninety, ninety one. Yeah, and so my story with those was I remember seeing the commercials. And rest rest in peace to my dad. He was a he was a big basketball guy too, basketball fan. He loved kicks and he liked to be fresh too. So it, it, I get I get it out of my shout out to my mom too. She do too. But my dad was he was still on the he was on the cusp of that. He still liked he could see why the sneakers were getting expensive. Like he he was he was with that. He was like okay, I yeah. like those. So he was actually the first one to get me a uh, hundred dollar pair of tennis shoes. Damn yeah, see, stamps, stamps, stamps got whatever you wanted as a kid, no, so no. it's very, <laughs> very stark differences here. And this is going to be a lot of stark differences in this episode. Stamps was the fresh kid on the block. I was just a window shopper. You know what I'm saying? That was I was I was always I was always I was always longing to have all of the fresh stuff that all of the kids other all the other kids got I just ended up getting like a very close off brand name <laughs> to it like I ain't had a, I ain't had a Reebok pumps. So I got the Lynx. Remember them joints? Oh man, not the Lynx. The black and orange, <laughs> the black and orange joints. 
I got I got stuff oh. like links and British knights. You know what oh. I'm saying? Like, hey, but I wanted know. some British knights though. They wouldn't let me get them. I was living in Cali at the time, so you couldn't get. Yeah, there's yeah. those blood you killers. You can't yeah, couldn't, couldn't get, get those. those. We couldn't yeah. get those. But uh, no, I uh, so anyway, <laughs> we go we go omit what he just said about all of that. But, oh, right. No, keep telling your spoiled story, bro. Go ahead. So anyway, so my. My dad ended up giving me the post, but I remember my mom told me the story too, where she was, she was like upset, like, "What are you? Why are you buying this boy a hundred dollar tennis shoes?" Because that was the first that had never happened. You know, the hundred dollar tennis shoes wasn't an everyday thing like it is now. And right. so my mom tried to figure out why are you buying this little boy a hundred dollar <laughs> shoes <laughs> that he's gonna tear up in about a couple of weeks. And so, and they always kind of, and she she began to evolve as the years went on and see that. But her thing, like she didn't mind me having you know clothes that were a certain price, but she didn't really understand the tennis shoe thing. The tennis shoe thing, yeah. And, yeah. and and I'll go and as we keep going on, I'll I'll kind of tell you how. And she listens to this too, so I you know she she'll be she'll prove me. She'll tell me if I'm wrong when I talk to her. <laughs> <But>. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Miss Sally. Hi, <laughs> mom. Shout out to my mom. Love you, mom. So she um that was the thing. So that first pair of expensive shoes I had were the Reebok pumps and. And yeah, and I remember pumping that little basket. I had a little orange basketball on the joint, and you just kept pumping it. Yeah. And they would get like yeah. tighter, and it really, yeah. you really you thought you were doing You so. had the little joint where you let the air out, you yep. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't forget that part. That was. That was vital to, you know, after you, you know, after you hit 30 in the game, you, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and let the air out, you know what I mean? Let the air out a little bit and get a little comfortable after, again. After you dunk on a couple people at the, the tender age of about six years old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really think you're doing something. So Man. it was, and you know, it was a thing too, which is funny because you remember the, which is, it's kind of because every how everything is now, we didn't really get to see a good version of it but well we kind of did it was right before that happened the pandemic got real bad but they had the uh all-star game and all-star weekend i remember d brown who used to play for the celtics hey y'all do your googles about d brown if you don't and won the dunk contest yes didn't he win the dunk contest in the the pumps yes sir with the no look dunk yeah and uh yeah he covered his eyes and went up there and yammed it first time out it didn't take him 85 tries by the way so yeah, but yeah, so it, that basically put the pumps on the map, and then you know there were others like Shaq and all of them. everybody, everybody. There was a lot of guys affiliated, uh, yeah, and very and like huge stars that were pumps. So no, that yeah. was like the first shoe that was over the price point was over a hundred dollars. So no, like, mm-hmm. and that was I think my first taste too of like, oh, I like these are cool because I've seen the advertisement and the people that were advertising looked like me. And so, mm-hmm. of course, that's going to make you want to get them. Right. And so I didn't. And you know what, man? Like, I didn't really. I'm trying to think of when the, when like, and I guess that was a part of hip hop, too, because those are popular hip hop culture mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that was I think I think I was more in tune to sneakers first mm-hmm. more so than the clothes. The clothes didn't come till. I, well, I don't think it. I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was. Ever about the clothes, really, especially in middle school. Yeah. Well, you like, know what? Elementary and middle school, it was just like you could have on the clothes that Kanye be trying to sell right now. But if your shoes was dope, if your shoes was dope, that's what I, that's what everybody was looking at. Your shoes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And that, I think that was the main focus because I used to wear, I can recall as a kid, you know, your parents take you for school shopping. And I remember we used to go to, uh, there was a place called Sears. Sears yeah. would be the equivalent to like a, well, Sears, not, Sears was, people remember Sears. Sears was kind of, but Sears was different back then. Like Sears was like JC, it was about on JC Penney's level back then. Like you can mm-hmm. go to Sears and JC Penney's and get right, get you some, get you some South Pole stuff. <laughs> and uh, they had some cool little stuff. But I remember there was another place in Cali called Mervin's, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if they had it. Did they have that in Philly? Did they have Mervin's in Philly or anything? Nah. Okay. Nah, not to my knowledge. Well, Mervin's was another. It was a, like a standalone department store. It was a. It was equivalent to like Coles. That's that's yeah. where I, I would say it was equivalent to Coles. And it, it was that was another spot we used to go. So we used to mainly hit department stores when I was a kid. It wasn't like you would go to the mall, but it wasn't like you were going in like they didn't have a lot of specialty boutique style stores where, you know, they catered to a certain rate. It was like you hitting these department stores up and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it as a kid. I don't know. Was it the same for you? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it was. Like, there was no Old Navy. There was no, I don't even, I mean, that probably was a gap, but I didn't go in the gap back then. And, you know, nobody going in. Did y'all have Buster Brown? Yes. Shout out to Buster Brown. Yeah, I remember Buster Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I man, we showing our age. Yeah, we getting old, man. So, Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was kind of the first, that was kind of the first foray into that when I started noticing things. Because, you know, before that, you know, I was, I had on, you know, there's pictures. I had on the McDonald's t-shirts with the, with the sandals <laughs> and all that. Didn't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the long socks. <laughs> all right. There will be not, there there will be no pictures of that. I'm not putting them on. Like, we're, not, we're not doing that. But. <laughs> Take my word for it. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the that was the first entrance. And then I can recall it started to evolve off of then because I remember I kind of was, you know, when I was a kid, you know, again, we dating ourselves. It was like Michael Jackson was still super popular. Yeah. So I remember being a huge like Michael Jackson fan. So every time he was on TV, that was like my favorite. And uh, I can remember that I had older cousins and I don't know if it was the same for you, but they were like, when I say older, about four years, four or five years older, uh, mm-hmm. shout, shout out to Jerome. He's one of them, one of the, one of the staples of this show. He, he, uh, the resident OG, he was one of them too. They had like a five year age difference. So they were already starting to move towards hip hop, which was, you know, you had your Ice Cubes, your Snoops, uh, you had your Public Enemies. You had groups, all all different types of groups that were coming in, and that was starting to be po- super popular. So they were kind of putting me up on that. Mm-hmm. Even my dad listened to, which is crazy when you think about it, you know, especially how our parents were back then, because they don't seem as much. And you, you correct me if I'm wrong, like you. It, it seems like, you know, we're a little bit, not saying our parents didn't know what was going on, but they mm-hmm. kind of seemed like they had their own thing going on and it wasn't, they weren't as connected. Like, it doesn't feel like there's as much of a disconnect with us and our kids as well. Music I think I know. That. Yeah, but I think I know why, though, because you got to remember. Talk about it, Jay. <laughs> no, so you got to remember, you know, most of our, you know, our parents was, you know, 
the 70s was their golden era, right? That's right. And, and you got to remember, too, the 90s is when that, you know, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s is when rap really, 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 really took off. And for for them, they didn't understand it because they did. They thought that hip hop or rap was just going to be like, you know, fly by night type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that's why there's there's such a disconnect because it's, you know, it's like, you know, your parents that don't understand hip hop and rap quite like we do mm-hmm. because they weren't they weren't a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you were a part, you were in the inner circle that was a part of the hip hop game back then. Mm-hmm. Or you, you understand it. Yeah, and or you had an open mind because I, I I will say this, like and then like I said, my mother came around when she kind of listened to it more and kind of was she started to because she's good, she's really good with English and words. Right. And I, I think right. she got an understanding of why she's still not bumping it in the but car. Certain, but yeah, but yeah. certain things, certain things yeah. by certain artists, right? And yeah. usually, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually she probably gravitated towards something that was sampled or a hook that was similar to something that she listened to in the 70s, right? Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? So yeah. And but, that's and, but yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because that's why, I mean, you know, my mom used to be humming the tune of certain rap songs. I was like, how you know this song? Mm-hmm. She like, yo, this that song is not new. Like that melody's not new. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So and I think I think it was that for the most part. I think the only anomaly again, I think was my because my and, and it's funny and it was because my dad was really in tune. And he was, you know, he was born in 56. He was the 70s. You know, he right. listened to all of that. But right. he was actually into hip-hop. Yeah, like yeah. See, was, but that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, like, when was, that when that when it turned the corner to that or whatever, he yeah. was either with it or he wasn't. So if yeah. you with it, you understood it. Yeah. And so I think he was a little bit more open to that. And he was more he was more into it because I remember he listened to Scarface and the Ghetto Boys and to, like I remember those tapes yeah. in the car like he was listening right. to that. But right. you know you know I could I so I remember he kind of I remember hearing rap as early as in his truck which he had the now the the uh, Nissan King Cab shout out to Nissan Nissan uh, King Cab truck and he, right. you know he had the tape deck so he put the pop the tape in. And he would listen to that. So I could recall that. And then with my cousins, when they when I would see them a lot of times on the weekends at my grandma's house, they would be in the back room, which the room we were allowed to really watch TV by ourselves in. And they would keep it on like, you know, the music box channel, which just played music videos all day. Right. Shout out to the box. Hey, shout out to the box, man. And uh Lord, is it like MTV yo MTV raps and then yep. BT, you know, the basement and all of that, where they would just, they would literally record rap videos on like the VCR and then mm-hmm. bring the tapes over and watch the, watch the recorded music videos yeah. all day and just yeah. chill. And so yeah. for me, that was the kind of the origin of me seeing hip hop like that from that lens and then being able to see how these guys dress and I was like oh wait a minute you know I'm looking at me and I still don't get it yet but I remember like you said the sneakers were the first that was the first move so it was pumps it was Jordans Um, what else was it Jay I knew pumps Jordan you said BK's British Knights was popular British Knights was popular Um, 
Was Fila was popular. Fila, I mean, if we're going to go into the, you know, the early to mid-90s, yeah, Fila yeah. was popular. We'll um, get there. And um, what else was, uh, I'm just trying to think of something off top. Um, oh, well, of course, you, you, you always, you know, you always had uh, the Nike. Yeah. Nike. Nike was Nike was the state, you know, pretty much the staple in the, one of the staples in the nineties. Yeah, Adidas, Adidas, Jordan brand. Yeah, Jordan, which was they was just Nike, you know. It they was, was just, just yeah, yeah. It, they was just starting to inv- evolve into you know the Jordan brand mm-hmm. at that time. Um, but yeah, yeah, but all yeah. So you had all these brands that were were popping, and so it it, it became to, it came to evolve. And I can recall. When I, I think for me, it was around, if I'm not mistaken, dude, I think for me, it was like eighth grade when I really started paying attention to the clothing, not just the shoes. Cause that would put us at what eighth grade for us would be what? 90, 97, 97. Yeah. So I would even say right at the cusp of that. So that summer around that summer that, cause that 96, 97, between 12 and 13, that's when I started, like, really pitching the clothing. And I would mm-hmm. get, like, the hip-hop magazines with, like, the shout-out to the source, Double XL, and all of those. And I would just kind of, I would read the articles, but I would look at what the guys had on. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, that looks dope. I want that. And so, you know, being 12 or 13 years old, you're like, what? The, how, how hard can it be to find this stuff? <laughs> and keep in mind, we, that you couldn't just go online and look for this stuff at that point in time. That wasn't the thing. Like you couldn't just. It wasn't right. Dad, you know the our version of going online was looking at an East Bay book. Exactly. <laughs> Remember, East East Bay was gold when they came in the mail. You know what I'm saying? If you were subscribed to an East Bay, you know that's how you got all of your fresh clothing and and your your J's and all of that. Exactly. And so you could, and there wasn't a. There wasn't a bunch of at, at that point yet. There wasn't boot like boutique style hip hop stores that catered specifically to kids like us. Like it would come with the next within the next year or two, but mm-hmm. that was that was going to be the next wave because the popularity of how strong hip hop was in the whole culture as far as what they were wearing was a whole thing too. So I remember I used to especially when I would see like a Nas or a Raekwon from Wu-Tang and Ghostface, they would always mm-hmm. be sharp, like fresh. And I was at Tupac too. He had to call Kanai. And so I would be like, where can you, where do you find these brands that like, I would see stuff, you know, like you would right. see Wu-Tang throw the polo on. So I, I became a big fan of polo, which I still am to this day. Um, so I saw, that was always a staple. Like don't let, no, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't let anybody tell you different. Hip hop is the reason polo is still popular as it is. Bottom line, it's facts. Man, hip hop is the reason a lot of these brands is pop is 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 even more popular than they were. Because I'm I'm sure Gucci and Louis Vuitton was fine, you know, yeah, without hip hop. Yeah. But man, you know, hip hop start. You know, you start talking about it. These rappers and stuff start talking about it, and you know, it's a whole that's a whole nother demographic that's now trying to go. Get that. Louis and Gucci and all of that. Yeah, and so that's 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 the thing. So 
I can remember seeing them wearing the polo sport tees. So I remember I was able to, again, don't say nothing smart, Jay. So I was I was able to get like, I would ask my mom, say, mom, can I get that polo sport, you know, t-shirt? She was kind of looking at me like, you know, I usually just get you stuff. Oh, you want, you got input now. Huh? And so that was Man. the thing. So again, I, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have to say anything, but carry on, Stamps. I don't really like how this is going, <laughs> but, but I'm gonna continue. Hey, I'm facts gonna continue. is facts. I don't Carry really, on, bro. I don't really I'm, like no, I'm intrigued. I'm listening, man. Like, you got you got me engaged. Let's go. I don't really like how this is this is flowing, but we gonna we gonna continue to go. I'm a rock. I'm a rock with y'all. Just 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 try to ignore him. But so I was I was letting her know that I I like polo, and she kind of looked at me like okay, and so she started kind of making it a point to get me some of those brands because, you know, that's what kind of what I was like. And it was that, the Tommy, the Tommy jackets in the mid nineties, the super colorful Tommy jackets was popping. So. Yeah. I was, ladies and gentlemen, I was from the ghetto. (laughs) I could not afford any of that. And my mother refused. She's like, Boy, are you crazy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wish my mother would buy me a Tommy Hill figure, anything. I was, man, I was in high school. I was just in high school, just regular in the mug. I was just. Yeah, never, we didn't get to high school. Yeah, we getting there. We getting I was there. Just, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm just reminiscing on my. Sorry, my past is kind of sad. Anyway, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. You you still in my bad? You still in elementary, middle school time frame? You still, you still you fly back then, even even then. So go oh, ahead. I don't like you, but anyway, <laughs> I don't, I'm gonna get you back for this. this, this man, no, this feels so great because it's true. It's actually true. It's true. This is why it feels so good. So anyway, I love it. So anyway. So I would ask, I would ask for those things, but there there came a point where my parents were you know they split up, and so um, my mother would you know she was like you know if you want to get certain clothes that's fine I can get that for you, but uh, as far as these tennis shoes you better go holler at your dad because I ain't I ain't spending all of that. So that's kind of how I had before I you know had a job right there. That's how I would be like well hey if I can get this this and this I'll just say you know when I go out to Cali for the summer I would be like well dad I want you know this is what I want. You know, if he's asking me like for school stuff, what, what, do, what kind of shoes do you want? So I would normally pick J's or something like that. And so that's kind of, those were kind of the ways I started to break stuff down because I couldn't, I would go to when I was in Tennessee, I had made the move to Tennessee at this point. And when I was with my mother, we would go to the mall and stuff like that. But in Cali, they started to have pop-up stores and shout out to the swap meets. You could go to the swap meet, San Bernardino swap meet specifically back in the mm-hmm. day and you could get you know you could get clothes for a very inexpensive price like the stuff that was like mm-hmm. super like the urban wear that started to come out you could get that stuff there and mm-hmm. um and for those that don't know who's what swap meets are they were just big like how do i explain this jay they were like it was like a it was a building and they had sectioned off everybody had there were vendors within the building and it was sectioned off and they usually were Asian and they had they had different sections with different things. Some had handbags, some had clothing, some had shoes, some had fragrances, but it was almost yeah, it was like a it's another word for swap meat. But it was it was basically like a little kind of like outlet. farmers market or clothing. Exactly. 
exactly. And so you could you would go in there and but it was always it was always open. And so yeah. me and my dad would usually either drive or walk over to the swap meet and I would get a lot of stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else at the swap meet. And they had a, mm-hmm. they had many swap meets in California, Southern California. I know they had the Slauson, which was super popular towards mm-hmm. LA. But the one over there that was close to me was the San Bernardino swap meet. And they've had pretty mm-hmm. much one in every city. You could hit one up. And it would be more in the in the area of more in the black black areas of town, you would be able to find them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I would hit that up. And that's normally where I would get a lot of my kicks that you couldn't find anywhere else. And mm-hmm. so you know, but they wouldn't beat your head in with prices back then. Right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I would do that and come back with some stuff because I always wanted to. When it became when it when I became like in eighth grade into high school, it was like I always wanted to find the stuff that I didn't want to see anybody else wearing. Kind of wanted mm-hmm. to be an individual. You know, only right. people that I looked at was like people in hip hop, and I knew I couldn't exactly get that. But if I could come close to something that I saw they wear and put the stuff together. And kind mm-hmm. of look like that. That's what I would try to do, and so that's that's kind of where my love of clothing became. You know, I was like, "Ooh, I can get this and rock this," and this is a style I want to put off. So it was it was it was a conscious effort into like you know like so what Jay was talking about the period of getting into ninth grade, which would have been like what ninety eight. Yeah, and for uh, us, yeah, yeah, ninety eight. So that's when it was like I was fully evolved in the hip-hop culture and that's when you start to see more stuff catered to that and so what was it and there were brands like fat farm that was super popular at that point and whatever fubu Fubu was popular fubu yep um Um, eniche eniche which was spelled we're gonna spell it for him because people pronounce it differently it's it's spelled e-n-y-c-e Ennis. <laughs> E-Nice. I, had, E-Nice. I, heard, I heard E-Nice a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and NYC, somebody just took the E's out of it and would just call it NYC. But I'm like, you forgetting about the E on the front end and the back end of the word. Right. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so that was uh, a popular brand. Uh, Echo. Yeah. Mark Echo. Echo was, uh, yeah. Echo was popping. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a lot of it was a quite a few brands that you know was was popping. Remember, you know you know what brand used to upset me every time I saw it though. You ever see dudes that used to walk around with the U.S. Polo Association? Yeah, I was like, man, if you don't take that <laughs> crap off, <laughs> oh, you know, so- I, I ain't even have like I ain't even have like the the flyers of clothes in high school, or whatever. But when I saw that, I was like, I even now I'm not going to wear that. Like I'm. <laughs> I'm yeah, not no, right. You couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, you, could, you couldn't get away with that. And it was funny because I got a quick side story. So I worked it. This is. I'm, I'm speeding up for a second. We were at. I, I had a part time gig at J.C. Penney's some years ago, and so U.S. Polo Association is sold there. And so I remember the pricing was like, you can get some polos there for ten dollars. The price point was like ten to fifteen dollars. So around the time when I got married back in 2015. Uh, me and my wife went to Dominican Republic for our honeymoon. And so we went to the San Juan Mall and, you know, they had some stores in there. They had a store with, you know, the polo and all that. But then they had the U.S. Polo Association shirts in there, too. Why were they like 60 or $70? <sighs> and I was just like... Because they're... Because... <laughs> 
because they're they're popular in some areas. I don't I don't understand it, but it's just like I just I just always felt like when I looked at their brand, I was like, yo, I would I I would don't I wouldn't have a problem with it if it just didn't seem like it was just such a blatant knockoff yeah. of Ralph Lauren. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just blatant. Yeah, it ain't Ralph. It ain't Ralph. It, was like, it ain't Ralph, no. <laughs> yeah, so no, that was a quick sidebar. But yeah, no, you guys follow us. So yeah, now you can rock that. You was getting tore up. And this was, this was back then when when uh, life was a little different where you could clown and check somebody, not necessarily in a totally malicious way, but let them know, like, hey, man, you got the wrong thing on, bro. Don't even ask for that. Because again, yeah. it wasn't always about like brands were popular, but it nece- it wasn't always just about that. It was about how you put things together. Because we come from that's an true. Era that was, I mean, that was too. that was more so. Yeah, that was definitely more so in high school too. It wasn't yeah. about. It was about more so about how you put stuff together. Yeah. Um, I was just always poor, so I could never put nothing together. <sighs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I didn't start, I didn't really start getting, I, I didn't really start, you know, going down that lane that Stamps had already been in, and, you know, preschool, elementary, all the way up to high school and, and, and beyond, and still is today. He probably got the green glow Jordans on right now as he recording this podcast. But anyway, I didn't get to that level until I dropped out of college and got a job because I was like, yo, I'm just tired of being broke and not having the shoes that I want. And so I'm going to just get a job and be able to afford some some of the finer things in life and be like the rest of my friends. So <laughs> there's that. Anyway, carry on, man. I ain't, I ain't mean to interrupt with what you had going on, man. Because, you know, so anyway, you was fly. Continue. <laughs> I'm just going to sip my coffee the rest of this. <laughs> I, I, actually got also, I actually got also Nike Cortez right now, by the way. Some black. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. If you're going to put me out there like that. My bad. You know, you know what I got on? I have Hanes socks on right now. <laughs> So this is this is this is you know Stamps brag different. It's nine it's nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and he got on Cortez in I the got, house. For I gotta some reason. walk the dog in a minute, man. When I get done, <laughs> I gotta take the dog. Yeah, right. yeah, whatever, man. Hey, flex, man. It's your it's your it's your platform, man. Oh, and flex. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, much for being halfway humble. <laughs> we go. You gonna do that? <laughs> Hey man, I, you know I had to throw a cheap shot in there. So uh, anyway, he been cheap shot me the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is hey. Listen, look, ladies and gentlemen, this feels great, okay? Because I don't get that. I usually do my damage behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? He usually does his out in public, so he, you know, he likes to joke and clown me on the podcast and in front of all of our friends and stuff like that. But it's, I usually get him behind closed doors. So this really feels good because this is, is going to be a lot of people that's going to tune into this episode, and this feels great. Yeah, it feels gonna, great. They gonna totally missed the point of what I was trying to talk about. <laughs> no, no. The, the point was is brands and you was fly the whole time. You've been fly the entire time. So anyway. carry on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so 
I, you know, at, I, at this point, I had a job, Jay. <laughs> when I'm going into high school, I had a job. Shout out to Win Dixie. So I would actually, I would actually, I was pretty much told that if I wanted to get these brands, like more of these hip hop style brands, like Woo Wear, uh, things of that nature, Fubu, all that stuff. I would have to personally buy that at that point. <laughs> like my mom's like, I get you some cool school clothes, but all this stuff right here that I don't see that's gonna be hot in a you know the next year. Or so you're not getting that. You got to spend your own money. So you know that's what I did. I would buy. I would pretty much use my whole little check at the time just to be fly. I didn't have no bills back then, so I would have you know on the weekends. That's what I would go do. Try to find the stuff that you couldn't find places and spend the money. And like I had FUBU shirts and stuff like that, but I, that's what I would spend it on. And uh, yeah. it was, it, and it was just funny because you start to see hip hop being incorporated into mainstream things. Like I remember the first time I seen FUBU, like for real was LL Cool J. And he was like consistently rocking and he was like a right. rap star. He's like, he, for, for all those that are a little younger, he's like, what Drake is today. Like there was a time LL was running the game. This is before the dude that does lip sync battle hosting. Now he used to be, he was, at one point he was one of the number one rappers in the game for a long time. He's still a legend. And, yeah. uh, but that point he had a TV show out. So he would consistently pump food. That's all he would wear on in the house, the TV yep. show. And then that. he did a gap commercial and this kind of put food on another level too. And I, I was it. I was tripping off of that because I was like, "Can you do that? You can right. cross the road, right?" So for us, by us on the road, I was like, "Did he he just promote Fubu on the low like that? That a, Gap was okay with that? Okay, on a, on a national commercial ad, he was like that, and he was he had he had on basically LL had on the whole Gap outfit. He had on like the jeans and the little jeans shirt tied around his waist and the, and the Gap tee, but the guy had a Fubu hat on." face to the front so you could see the logo. And we were and then like everybody that knew was like, dude is really promoting FUBU on and then he put he freestyled and he wrapped a wrapped a verse and he said for us by us, which is FUBU. On the low. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this dude really just and got away. You know, with I that. think didn't 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 Gat come out later and say they didn't catch that or something like that. Yeah, like no, they didn't yeah they wasn't up on that because they, they weren't yeah 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 because I remember reading about that because I was like I don't think he was supposed to like no I didn't know that you could do that and then yeah like gap didn't gap literally did not catch on like no. all the see that's that's why you have to understand hip-hop because everybody in hip-hop caught that bar yeah yeah you know what i'm saying he ain't say he ain't say nothing about fubu mm-hmm. but he did you know what i'm saying so yeah that was that was crazy that was a crazy that was i i feel like that was one of the dopest advertisement strategies ever yeah I wish we got let's find hopefully we can find that man. We gotta post it on the uh the um our Instagram. If we can find that that commercial, that would be dope. Yeah. Because that's like one of the that's one of the high marks of our uh, nostalgia. You know, I remember like I remember that commercial. And I was like, dude got a FUBU hat on. <laughs> I was like, right. is that that's what we can do? We can do that. And was but, like you can do that in a gap commercial. Right. And I think like to to Jay's point, hip hop was starting to infiltrate as far as from a clothing standpoint, they were beginning to infiltrate mainstream from that aspect as well. Because again, that was a nationally syndicated commercial. This dude has a food we had on. You got kids, black, white, 
Asian, Latino, all types of kids are seeing this commercial that wouldn't normally be exposed to hip hop, like hip hop clothing. And they see the FB and they realize that FB isn't, isn't in gap. They're going to go look for it. Right. They do a little bit more research. They'll, you know, they'll see what it's for. And I, and I I remember hearing, I I remember reading something or watching something where Damon John, who's actually here's here's for those that don't know Damon John on that show, the sharks, he's one of the creators of FUBU. Just, just so y'all know, that's how he really came up. And so, yep. People, a lot of people, you know, you know, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't know. We listen. We getting older. We we've seen it. We've seen all of these people that you've seen younger in 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 their primes of of starting something big or whatever, and then moving and transitioning into other things. Right, that's facts. And so, yeah, so he, you know, that's Fubu was one of those brands that that hit and just hit the ground running, and they made a lot of money. They they made a lot of money quickly too yeah. because I remember dudes in high school just spending you know they had little jobs and stuff like that. Like, like me, day. I was doing that. I was so in case you already say something crazy. I, I was working so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know you had your job or whatever, but an outfit would be two three hundred dollars, and that's your whole paycheck. You ain't lying. I remember, but <laughs> all in the name of being fresh. Yep. There was a uh, there was a brand called Mecca M E C C A. I can recall. You yep. remember that brand? Remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember people's rocking um, Boss mm-hmm. a lot. Boss. Yep. Boss. And boss. Before Ross. <laughs> and uh, no, nah, they. Um, so I remember having a Mecca, a Mecca, excuse me, Mecca sweater with the beanie, and that was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, Mecca was super expensive. Yeah, and it was like the matching beanie with the sweater. And I remember I had to yeah. save up a little money for that. I was like, oh, I'm about to get that. And I was like, this is a hundred something dollars. And at this point, they had uh, they had had a hip-hop-centric uh, store in the mall close to the house in Tennessee in Chattanooga. Shout out to Chat. And what was the name? Of, do you remember the name? I cannot remember the name of that store, Jay. Uh, Detour. Detour, shout out to Detour. It's exactly what Detour. it was. And uh I remember I would go to Detour because at that point we were in high school. Detour was like the spot. And they Detour had- Detour had stuff that I would go in Detour and just smile because <laughs> Detour had stuff. I mean, I remember they had this this iceberg leather jacket or something like that, and it had like Peppy Le Pew on the back. <laughs> And it was the dopest thing I had ever seen. I was like, where are y'all getting this stuff? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Detour had stuff that you ain't, you had never from these brands that that was, I don't know, it was a a different level of iceberg and and all of that because you had never seen it before. No, you hadn't. And that was the thing. Like, they took... They took the stuff, the best parts of brands like the polos and the Tommies as far as the colorways, and then yeah. they took their own these these designers and creators took their own spin on things and put like like Jay was used talking about the brand Iceberg. Well, Iceberg utilized uh, Looney Tune characters and added colors and put Looney Tune characters on their clothing. Now it might sound a little crazy now, but back then, if you go look up some of the stuff, that was like 
you that stuff was so popular. Like you yeah. had a Bugs Bunny tee, but it'd be like iced out, you know, I super shiny with different colors, and they got the yeah. kicks to match. So it was yeah. it was a whole different thing. It was a whole different vibe. And so, yeah, I almost want some of those things to come back, but just subtle. Yeah, like you know, instead of instead of the huge Bugs Bunny T-shirt, the whole. T-shirt being the face of Bugs Bunny, like, mm-hmm. you know, make a little polo with his little, you know, face as the little emblem or something like that. Right. Like, I just, I like, I, I enjoyed that that particular era, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, so that was, that became the norm. Like, you go to Detour, like, because they'd be like, now your parents taking you to the mall, they're like, hey, trying to help you out, get a couple things. I'm like, nah, I'm going to just go to Detour. And get you know I'm gonna go get my one shirt that I could afford for that one week. shirt one shirt be hundred fifty dollars like I'm like, I'm like look I'm gonna use my I'm like, you got some money I said yeah I got my check I go over there she said like, you just bought one shirt and you spent like a hundred dollars <laughs> hey, that's what it was about man yeah. so I guess you know and I guess we can we can kind of you know end it here or whatever unless you got more stuff to say but I guess what um. What do you think, you know, what's what's the difference between, because you've seen how the urban brands rose and then they fell. Mm-hmm. And you and it seems like they rose really quickly and they f- fell off really quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the difference between the classic brands like Polo that just stay around mm-hmm. versus the urban brands? Because, I mean... If you're thinking about it, like the, the urban brands could do the same thing that Polo is doing, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like they never. It was just always trend. It was a trendy, trendy thing. Like it was. Remember when Air Force Ones came back really hard mm-hmm. because they back, of the they back now. They back yeah, now. they back. They they back now. But you know when they was when we was in high school. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Yeah. You. I mean, you. It wasn't. You you needed to have a pair of Air Force Ones on or in your closet somewhere to make your cipher complete. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so and and so now it's like, yeah, they back, but eh, they not they 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 went in like the Nelly era Air Force Ones. Cause you could I mean, Air Force One, like, that was the popular shoe. Nobody cared about anything else. Yeah. Like even unless unless it was a pair of like Jordan Elevens or something like that. Yeah. Other than that, you was trying to see what color Air Force Ones was dropping. Yeah. No, you're week. right. You're right. And and I think that that's a good question. I will cap it off too and I'll go into that. Like I and shout out to Sean. I didn't I don't think we mentioned Sean John, which right. was, which was Sean right John. there too. Sean John yeah. was another one which was which was up there. Um I, honestly, man, that's a good question because we've seen it. it when did when did it kind of dissipate? Would you say like I, I want to say like oh five? Maybe I start seeing it because it, it you know it's yeah because you know what's crazy. It was always just a feeling. Yeah, right. You go look at your closet from year to year. Mm-hmm. Right, and you would, I would literally say to myself, "Ah, man, hey, remember, remember when, <laughs> remember when, um, the the Fubu jerseys was popular with the different cities and stuff." Yeah, yep. I had about three or four of them joints. Mm-hmm. I had the Philly joint. I had Southside. I had, you know, what I mean, I had a a, a few. 
right? This is the guy that said he didn't have nothing, but go ahead. This was after I was in high school and got a little side job. Continue, stamps. Continue. This was this was this was after that. So, you know, let me clarify for the audience because you know stamps be lying. So anyway, don't try don't try to get me back, man. It's it's done, man. I, I killed you this episode. It's over. You did. You gotta you wait. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, gotta wait, man. Gotta wait to another opportunity. Hey man, I'm gonna keep trying, but go ahead. You're right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but no, nah, um, no, so I had those or whatever, but it was kind of literally like, uh, I'm not rocking this no more. Uh and then it wasn't even a feeling of like don't nobody wear this no more. It was just kind of like I had mentally moved on. Like, okay, yeah. this ain't this ain't the way for me no more. I'm not gonna really do this. Um and eventually I I got rid of all of the urban stuff. And now my closet is Levi's and just t-shirts that I think is really, really cool. And you know, I've always been a t-shirt and jeans or a t-shirt and shorts type of guy, unless I need to unless I really need to go somewhere and clean up. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just always like to dress to be comfortable, still stylish. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll go out in in a t shirt that I think is cool, but regular to me. But I'll go out and be like, "Oh my god, I love your t shirt." Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, "Oh, cool. That's that's cool. Thanks." Um, but yeah, I just, I, I'm just like, what what made the urban brands trail? off so hard and I think it still has to do with a lot a lot to do with hip hop because you know we went from baggy jeans to red monkey mm-hmm. and I remember in my listen man I, I have a I, I'll go ahead and tell this embarrassing story so <laughs> please do I um now this was after I had a job job you know what I'm saying and I wanted to see what the hype is about was about around for you know red monkey jeans or whatever. So I buy a pair, right? And I thought, I mean, the jeans themselves, I, I thought they were dope because I, I like the designs and stuff like that. Because this is this is around the time when the Vizu is hot. Um, all of these like these Japanese denim brands is is like the trend mm-hmm. for rappers to be wearing, right? And I was like, yo, I want to, you know, I, I want to check out. I was like, I, I did my research online and stuff like that. I wanted to check a pair out. So I buy a pair. And those was like the skinniest jeans ever. I was like, yo, you can't be serious. <laughs> like, this is what this is what people's wearing. I was like, nope, can't do it. So can't we do it. To, we going to it. Yeah. No, I think that was, that was it, too. I started to see the jeans because... We got to an era where you know we went when we were in high school up into college. We went everything to was baggy. It was baggy, and then it came to a point where things were so baggy. Like I can recall the tall tall tees were a thing. So tall oh, tees. I used to wear. I was. I, it was three X and up for me. Well, you know what I'm saying? It was three X enough for you because you like six foot nine. So shut up, man. <laughs> shut up. They weren't really tall tees for you, but. <laughs> But for us normal, for this normal height, for us people that were of normal height, average height, tall tees were a thing. And then, but you know, like, and Jay will attest to this as much as we kind of like, Jay, you remember they had tall tees where the 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 body part was just long. If yeah, you got, if it was you got just, a brand. You look like you had a nightgown on. Right. Then they had the ones that were just big with the arms were big and everything else was big. 
and they right. just look crazy. It looked like you know you got on a muumu or something. You, know? <laughs> you got a muumu on or some joint that you should. <laughs> yeah, it's out here looking crazy, and so look like your t-shirt swallowed you. And so that yeah. it came to a point where it was like, okay, that's a whole lot. But I, I really want to say, like, dude, I honestly think that there was a there was a shift around 2005 2006 because that's when you kind of seen the first gener the the first generation of hip-hop kids like the the last you know of that golden age that was like born in the 80s and then you know they were all we were all grown we were all growing up so you right. know we were 20 you know we were 20 21 at the time 21 22 and so mm-hmm. that's like 05 06 so you start to see a shift because they're not we're not wearing all of that all the time you know what i'm saying we're out in everyday life so you see though and then the and then even the people above us which was like the the rappers and stuff that were shifting the culture with their style they were changing their style up because they're another 10 to 15 years older than us and so their style became begin to change and i think that had an effect on it because you look at for example well, I'll, I'll look, we'll look at Jay-Z for a second. Now, you remember mm-hmm. he had that song, you know, Jay-Z um, was one of the pillars of uh, the culture as far as how to dress and what, you know, what you got on and da 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 Him, mm-hmm. I would say for us, I would say, you correct me if I'm wrong, I would say like your Jay-Z's, your Nas's, your, uh, I use, I use, um, Wu Tang, a lot of guys from Wu Tang, like your, you know, Raekwon and Ghostface, I always thought were the freshest. They were, they dressed the best to me. I love Method Man, all that, but Raekwon and Ghostface on another level of dressing compared to the rest of them. Mm. Um, I thought, and I said, nah, I thought, um, who else with the AZ? Kids, do your research. You don't know who AZ is. Um, I thought two, there were certain things I liked when Tupac wore. Not everything, but there were certain things. Biggie was fresh. So you had guys like, but those, we come from that era. Ice Cube had some, he would wear some dope stuff. So there were guys that, you know, were in those eras that were where, and that's kind of who you looked at to kind of, that's who I kind of looked at to kind of garner what I should be wearing. Diddy was another one. Um, mm-hmm. Sean, you know, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him. Diddy was another one. And so I looked at, I recall when uh, Jay-Z, who was probably still at the top of his game at that point, and this is 05, and I remember he started to dress differently. They talked about wearing button-up shirts and being more, just being more presentable. And you saw the shift of the culture because this was even guys that were two years earlier, three years earlier, wearing jerseys and throwback jerseys and long right. t-shirts. So right. I think that that was when it started to shift, you know, to long story short. the mm-hmm. I would say 05, 06 is when you've seen things kind of change up. And mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of those clothing brands that were so popular just ten within the ten year span, like ten years earlier. You, you know these brands was at the top, and uh, you just you just seen those kind of go away. And I think the last brands that ended up standing was like Fubu, uh, and they were on a downswing at that point. Fubu, yeah, they were they were on a downswing. Um, John John Rockaware, Rockaware, yeah. Mark Echo had even changed his brand up where he had a more of a luxury brand, which was Cut. Yeah, so, Cut. Which I so, like better. You know? I actually like Cut. So yeah. a lot. 
So yeah, I think that was the I think that was kind of the end, that was the beginning of the end for like hip hop brands mm-hmm. into what you know what is now looked as like luxury brands like your because it was like all of a sudden hip hop was like oh well let's go ahead if, we, if this is out they were getting so much money they were like well, let me go ahead and just get the luxury brands and flip it yeah which you know which yeah. was a staple of a generation before me before us which was like Dapper Dan who was a he has a great book out by the way uh but he was a guy he was a stylist that used to use uh patterns and fabric from Gucci this was in the 80s me and mm-hmm. Jay wasn't even you know we were kids and not even born yet they, mm-hmm. they, they to the rappers you know that were starting to pop in the in the eight in the early 80s when we put us we were babies they were they were he was using he was using fabrics from luxury brands and putting his own spin on them in the 80s so that kind of came back around in a sense you know what i'm saying so you know now you got guys wearing the you know the burberry because i think Cash Money brought that in, like Birdman. They were wearing Burberry, which was mm-hmm. like a from the year a European brand, and then you seen Gucci, right. and they were just wearing it different. They would have a Gucci bucket hat, or you know Burberry. And, we, yeah. and I just, I just don't understand. I, I guess you know, especially with us black people and brands, we love some brands. Oh yeah, no, we love. the highest consumers and stuff like that. Man. Love like, it, love it. Love it. And so what I don't understand, what what will always continue to baffle me is <laughs> we talk about all of this. No, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying this is just my observation. This is just my observation within the black community. We holler all of this, support black business, black power, black fish in the air, blackity, black, black, black stuff. He's about to go away. Soon as we get some bread or whatever, we're gonna go design buy designer stuff or whatever. Which a lot of these designers are European companies. Mm-hmm. Now, ain't nothing wrong with that if Not that's what you want to if if that's what you want to do. Not at but all. Go ahead, Jay. Why the the contradictory, you know, actions? Really, if we're supposed to be supporting black businesses or whatever, because I, I think I think it's probably a lot of black designers who are either either designing now or could go into design and kill a lot of these already established European European brands. That's what I think. I think I think we're you know, I think we are some of the most creative beings on the planet. Right. Yeah. So why not support that? luxury brand as as opposed to working hard you work you work your behind off only to give your money right back to these these european brands like people that people that don't even they don't even know they're not even aware of your culture they don't even really understand your essence in a sense mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I so it's like, I mean, it's it's I, it's it's just weird to me. I, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. It's just weird. It's just I've never, I've never. But I see, I'm I'm not a huge brand person. I like my brands, but mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm, I've never sought after Louis Vuitton. I've never sought after Gucci. I've never, you know, it's not like if I put on a Gucci belt, it's going to make me feel. Like a million dollars. I know. I, I know that there's. You, you know, it had, <laughs> you probably spent it. 
<laughs> I, I, I know there's, there's a lot around the way you dress and, you know, the, the way you dress, it makes you feel a certain way or whatever. I've, I've never, I've, I've never had to, I, I mean, I guess I don't let clothes define me, right? I, I define the clothes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like whether it's a t-shirt and, and jeans that I'm putting on, or if it's what, whether it's a, it's an Italian cut suit, like I define them clothes, them clothes ain't, I ain't, I don't all of a sudden put on a Gucci belt and become Superman. Or Gucci man. Or, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like what you did there. Right, there but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't put on clothes and they, it, like all of a sudden I feel like a million bucks. Like I was already a million I was already feeling like a million bucks before I stepped in the clothes. If anything, I made the clothes value go up. That's how mm-hmm. that's how I always think, though. Yeah. So and I, and I get that, and 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 I and I'll put another spin on it to to kind of go what you're saying. But I, I get you know you putting on a certain outfit and you may feel a little better because that that's for me. Like I I can get that feel. Like I feel like I make the clothes, but at the same time, there's certain outfits that I put on that I like. You can't tell me nothing. Like I know I'm fly mm-hmm. today, and it may be that mm-hmm. brand. It may be a, another brand that I like. Like, well, I use Ralph Lauren for example, Polo. I know mm-hmm. if I put on something, and I know that I am actually planning to put that on, and plus, you know, my spin on it to make sure that you know the way I flip it, and it, and I'm gonna. Yeah. But see, that's the that's the way. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, though. But you making the clothes. Yeah. It's not until you step into that. It's like, yo, when I wear that, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be fly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not when oh man, when when the clothes when the clothes wear me, you know what I'm saying? I'm a be you know what I mean? It's like, nah, you make the you know, you you make you know what it I mean, because you see women do it all the time. Women can put on a shower curtain Mm -hmm. and be flied in the mind. I'm like, yo, how did you how did you do that? Yeah, a little t shirt, little vintage little t shirts they throw on and it's just it just works. Yeah. So no, I agree with it's that. It's just I, it's just their style. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And to kind of bring back what you're saying to 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 cap that off, like there's nothing wrong with I think with Jay, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Jay. Like, I think that if you want to buy, I I know I personally am not buying Gucci just because I'm not. I can't afford it. And I don't really that's not my style. But for those that do, and you there's nothing wrong, you know, I guess to an extent. Like I said, omitting Gucci. I'm not rocking Gucci just because. But if you rocking your Louis Vuitton or whatever, those more of those, I'll, I'll say this, luxury style, super luxury style European brands, it's okay if, you, if you're a person of color. Even if you're not a person of color, there are some nice black-owned brands doesn't mean exclusive. It means that we should add them and, and make them inclusive. So add these brands to what you already got, you know, because there are some dope designers that act, that happen to be black that have, you know, like your black, they have like black owned watch companies. I've seen one called Axum that I'm actually want to buy a watch from. And then there's one called, um, I think, 17. But there's a couple of good watch brands that I looked at, but uh, I'm, I'm digressing, but they have clothing brands as well. And you have all of this stuff, so it's not that you want to ex- don't exclude, don't limit yourself, especially if your bank account, you know, is not going to let you get all this stuff that your eyes see anyway. Don't limit yourself to things that you just can't, you, you just can't afford. You're going to break the bank. Look for other brands, you know, that are out there that maybe people from your community, and include that in your closet, you know, to be inclusive. 
So don't just omit the brands because you may they have some type of perception because you may find something nice and the quality may be just yeah. as good. So, yeah. I'm on, I, I mean, I'm on social media often just trying to find something that's just dope to me. Um, so yeah, it's it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I just think differently about the different things. Um, when you, you know, especially as black people, when you buy those types of items, high end items or whatever you give to these European brands, it's nothing wrong with that. But just remember these brands have already been established. They've been established before you. They will probably still be established after you. You know what I'm saying? So why not, you know, go support something else or, you know, because I, I just feel like people get the high end stuff just because it's exclusive and that's what you need to be. You have to be able to afford that comfortably to actually get it. So when you get it is a symbol of of some type of monetary or financial status. success. It's the status yeah, symbol. It, it's it's status status. Symbol. Yeah. And, and some things, you know, and some things I can't front. Some things are really nice. Like I've gotten into, I, I don't own a lot, but I've gotten into, I guess, aesthetically just, just to look at, I, I like, uh, certain watches and stuff, especially the ones, especially the ones that have very, very intricate detail. Now, I mean, these are the Richard Mills, the Jacob and Company watches and stuff like that. Now, I would never pay the amount of money that they're wanting for those particular types of watches and stuff like that. But to an extent, from an art perspective and the time that it takes to actually make one of those intricate type of pieces of art, really, because that's what they are, I understand it to an extent. I understand the price point to an extent. Um, but these are literally just, I swear, like somebody else could put their name on the, that Jacob and company watch or whatever that those, those watches that I like, and it'd be just as dope. And they sell it for, you know, one, 1% of the price that they ask you for. And I would buy that. Mm-hmm. Number one, could I because because I can actually afford it is in my price range. Number two talk is that, because talk it's talk, Jay. Talk that talk. Talk that money is, talk. Is, no, come on, man. I'm talking about I'm talking about a couple hundred dollars. Talk that money talk, <laughs> I told you, I, I told you, I said one percent of you know, but no, it's like it's like I'll buy it because I think the product is that dope. Yeah. Not because of some status thing, like I'm gonna go buy a Jacob and company watch because it's a Jacob watch. And, you know, Jacob was, and I'm mentioning Jacob because they make some really dope watches now, but they were really popular in the nineties. Oh yeah. You couldn't. Yeah. No, no, that's facts. Nineties and nineties and the two thousands. And don't forget the Rolexes. Cause I, I, and me being, I'm a bit, I like watches too. And, mm-hmm. uh, I remember as a kid, I mean, you all you saw was rappers rocking Rolexes and Rolexes has been right. around for years. I didn't care nothing about a Rolex until I seen Jay-Z with a Rolex on and Diddy with a Rolex on and like all the right. guys that I looked up to from a uh, fashion standpoint. I was like, what does he have on his wrist? What's a Roly? You know, I'm yeah. like, you know, I didn't know nothing about that stuff. So a lot, even the luxury stuff, it was the hip hop culture that put me on a lot of that stuff that I wouldn't have known about you know, until that happened, it was like the, you know, the hip hop culture and, and then my, you know, my parents as well, but 
you know, from the most part, I was I was raised by, you know, I was watching this stuff on TV. I was seeing it. So a right. lot of those things is what incorporated that I incorporated into my life. And as far as from a fashion standpoint, and, you know, I went from there. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And prime example, you know, I'm into I'm into I've always been into a lot of different things and then things that I'm more into what fits now. There's still brands that I prefer, but mm-hmm. I'm also if something fits me well and it's $20, I'm not going to go pay $80 for it because it has an emblem on it if, the same, yeah. if it's the same fit. But to that point, there was, an, there was a situation I was just, me, me and Jay were just talking about the other day when I had to go do a, a photo shoot. And um, there was a situation to where I had to go get a dress shirt. And now we all know during this pandemic, we can't just go try on shirts. And so I made a purchase of a shirt and it was, it was a, it was a less expensive shirt from the one that I really was thinking about getting. Cause I knew, I knew it was going to fit well, but I tried it. It didn't work out. So I had to go take that shirt back. So then I went and spent the extra $30 and went and got a polo button down shirt because I know the fit. I don't have to, I know how it fits and mm-hmm. put a tie on and I, and I went that way. So that's an example of, I, I went up a little bit, but I was paying for comfort and for the fit as well it was more of a fitted shirt it fit the way i wanted it to fit and i and i and i have a track record with that brand i've been wearing that stuff forever so i kind of know i don't have to try it on to know how it fits and so you know it's just it is what it is but there are so many dope brands from from people of color from every from every walk of life and it's just brands that you a lot of instagram brands are popular now i think that's the new way you know like where hip-hop brands were the thing in the back in the day, I think social media uh, brands that are popularized by social media, as far as having their own stores online, that's the new wave now. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think yeah, I just look for anything that's that's dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just that's just dope to me, whether it's ten dollars or whether it's you know a hundred dollars, but but it's still within my price range to to buy. If if you have a dope enough product. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna at least you and come back to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that's that's on that. Yep. So no, nah, I think that we'll cap it up. We'll, we'll we'll finish it off with that, man. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed that aspect of the of the topic, man. I just felt like it'd be cool to kind of go back again and look at the evolution of clothing and where it was, where we were in the mindset and you know, where we at now. Cause I think now we just basically evolved to having our own style. Now there's things I still look at and I, I like, I look at GQ magazine and things like that. And I'll see people out, but then it's from my friends too. Like my boys, I'll look at what you may have on and, and how I can incorporate that into my style. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so, you know, we've done, you know, we do stuff like that, but now to the, we go ahead and finish it up, man. We'll go ahead and talk about we'll good chop it up segment, man. And uh, get into anything, any current stuff that's going on, man. You still, you got all your masks, man. You got about five, six masks. I have one in the car. <laughs> you need about five, man. You can't wear the same one every day. You got to wash it. That's fine. <laughs> wash it once a week. That's all, that's all y'all getting from me, man. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. I just talked to a friend that uh, knows people, like knows people personally that, uh, that um you know have died from the virus yeah. um you know 
And I'm talking about like literally she was telling me, you know, a, a friend of hers came through, caught the virus and died like a few days after. You know what I mean? And she had she had been exposed to him and whatever. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just very interesting. So that's why I say, you know, I'm not saying that it ain't nothing out here. Yeah. No, um, it is, it's something out here for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I sent I sent you the pictures from uh you know my cousin Jerome. Shout out to Jerome, resident yeah. OG. He sent um he works in the medical field. He and he showed showed some information about, you know, just what's going on and that right. this is the thing. It's a real thing out here. You know, yeah. and so you, he's like, wear your mask, man. Just wear it. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You had folks that was really protesting to not wear a mask for whatever reason. But, yeah. you know, there's something out here. You keep playing. Yeah, you, play and you know, I don't, you know, like I said, I, it's definitely something out here. I don't know that the mask resolves it. No, but you know I, I, mean? I, don't, I don't think it hurts. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it hurts to a point. Yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so, um, no, nah, I, was, I, I was, I was just tripping off of that because, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely something going on. Uh, her son plays football or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were saying she was saying that you know he had to he initially he was going I think he was going to try out for football or whatever or or did ended up not doing it or whatever, but like eighty people from the football team ended up getting it. So yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely, definitely something out there. I don't what, however, whatever it is, and however it's being contracted, I don't want no parts. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so that was that was a that was an interesting fact that happened. Um, um, just yesterday, actually, I was I was talking to her. So, uh, yeah, but uh, no, no nothing else really going on man I, I just uh you know I you know I'm I'm just thinking about my upcoming clients um that I got and uh just trying to make sure that they you know get all of the the best information and um you know just concentrating on the, the strategy around how I'm going to you know help them get in a better space so that's that's really this all it's really all that's been on my mind this past week yeah yeah no I feel that man like it's same same here man just trying to find I think for me it's just trying to find that balance man like trying to find a yeah. balance within I was already trying to find balance then you know like I said with all this going on it's just trying to keep a steady head and make sure that the kids are good for school and you know everything just just try to keep a clear head and that's why I'm trying to read more because I think that you know with having knowledge and reading reading can be relaxing as well but I think that just to look at things a little different, a little differently. I feel like that's important too. So I'm just trying to just get my study on, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know me, I'm, I'm always reading and reading on either random stuff or, you know, um, doing research on things and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm always, I'm always trying to absorb some new information from somewhere. So, that's, oh, a, I, that's a new that's a new passion for me. I just like to pretend like I'm a sponge and just <laughs> soak up a whole bunch of random, whether it be useless or, or what, like just a bunch of random information. Yeah. Now that's what's up, man. That's that's positive. 
Uh, speaking of positive things, too, I'm getting excited about this Tyson fight. I just want to put that out there. You know, I know you don't care. <sighs> oh, gosh. It don't matter. It don't matter if you care or not. I'm just still getting excited about it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's great, man. Well, I'm glad that you're excited <laughs> as 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 a boxing fan and everything. I'm I'm uh I'm glad. I just just had my flats fry hard. <laughs> When I come through, we gonna have all drumsticks, uh, wings, drumstick yeah, wing party. Yeah, I'm gonna bust a U-turn. Then. <laughs> I've always so yeah. Now shout out to Wingstop; they will be catering the event, hopefully. So, uh, but now yeah, have you? Did you watch any of the basketball stuff? Did you watch any NBA games? I saw Not you. Really, I man. saw you going in on Twitter. I saw somebody. Uh, shout out to Cam. I saw Cam say you weren't excited. About, no, I'm not excited. I'm not excited at all. Are you excited? Like y'all excited? Y'all, y'all uh, really? I'm, I y'all mean, really I'm, feel? I'm, I'm indifferent. I, if I if I can't, it's not like ooh, I got to catch it. You know what I'm? I'm so conditioned now for it, it not being going on. It's not been going on, so I'm just kind of whatever. You know, if I if I catch it on, I may watch some watch some of. I did watch the first game the Lakers played, um, and it was cool. I mean, it definitely is a stark difference. It's like you know, I miss the fans, but yeah, it's just it's you know, it's it's just I got so much I can say on that. It's but sports is trash, and if 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 they going to continue to play sports like this, mm-hmm. where it's just cameras and everybody look like they at they practice facilities running scrimmages. Yeah. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool on sports. I'd rather do I have much better things to do with my time. Exactly. I, I and and so. I can and I and I can agree with you on that. Like for me, like I'm not I'm not stopping my whole day to watch sports right now. Like I, I got other stuff I can be doing. Whether it's you know spending time with the family, doing something with, with my family, or me reading something and studying stuff for real estate, or just read something in general, or I can just find stuff to do with my time. I don't need that to get my attention like that. I don't I right. need that. You know, I'm not I'm not checking for it right now. You know, I'm yeah. good. So yeah, I mean, I understand that. I understand that. I, I I can appreciate what they're trying to do with trying to add a distraction. You know, I mm-hmm. guess and trying to bring people back to that but it's whatever i'm not tripping i i like i love basketball but i don't have to at this point i'm good i'm 2020 i think is more you at this point this fourth quarter of 2020 is trying to rebuild and uh restructure everything in my life in my family's life and trying to get right so i i you know whatever if i got time i got time for it if i don't i'm cool i can just watch the highlights on espn um, mm. the only other thing I can and it's weird because like I, I think I've talked about that in other episodes only thing I can watch right now as far that doesn't really affect me as far as my viewing habits because it, it's not a stark difference it's a difference but I think the production levels and the way they shoot it it's not as bad I would say as UFC mm-hmm. because I watched the ultimate fighter so I mean you had a lot of those um style those those style of fights where it wasn't a lot of people in there in the ultimate mm-hmm. fighter show so that doesn't really i can still watch a ufc pay-per-view and not be like man this is just drag and i can't believe like i can still watch that and mm-hmm. and for the most part have the same energy i normally have if it's a good fight mm-hmm. so I, that doesn't really affect me so you know 
I think it just depends. But though, yeah, those team sports, I think they're going to be hit a little bit harder than combat sports. Just in mm-hmm. my opinion, because I I feel like not that the combat sports don't get energy off the crowd, but I feel like it's just more with those team sports. You just have well, yeah, and then you I just think about <clears throat> you know just I guess I always look at it from a financial aspect, like how how bad is this impact in the actual arenas? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know owners gotta put people in seats. Yeah, can't be digital. Yeah, unless you're gonna move to a digital platform where now you gotta pay to watch NBA games and stuff like that mm-hmm. from your phone or whatever. You know that type of thing. But I don't. I don't already. think nobody gonna be going for that. And they already got that. Really. I mean, NBA I mean, league pass. Do. Yeah, yeah they, they, league know. pass. Yeah, true. But it's just like it's I, you know. As on the grand scheme of things, but I mean, hey, who knows, man? I mean, we 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 moving into such a weird time. I saw like a flyer for a digital all white party <laughs> the other day. Wait and a minute, just, wait a minute, wait yeah, wait yes, a minute. man, yes, wait yes, this this is a thing. This is a thing. We 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 you know we we got to go in a minute, but yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Digital all white party. Bring your own bottle. Dress in all white. <laughs> like, how do you highlight a chick? You got to DM her through Zoom or like everybody dancing that they little sp- like they gonna have a DJ and they gonna be dancing in front of the can of yeah, this my song right here. <laughs> this is the jam. You're going to be turned up in your own house looking oh crazy. Oh, my God. So let, me, let, me, let me just unpack this here for a second before we go. So it's an all-white, all-white party. Yep. That's all the flyer. All it was white. on Instagram. All white it was on, it was on Instagram. Yep. Via, via Zoom. Yes. So you at the crib. You at your house. You at your house. And you dressing up in all-white to get in front of a camera and listen to a DJ. Spend some records. And some bad audio quality coming through your computer speakers, but you just hey, supposed to you supposed to vibe to that. Hey man, I'm out. That's why I don't get these versus battles. But I digress. Hey, hey, I, I digress. Hey, hey man, hey, hey. don't don't do that. You faded out right here. Hey, bring that music in, producers. Hey, no, 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 no. Cut that music back off. Boy. Hey, 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 hold on, man. Cut that music back off, man. Hey, me hey, and we an hour battle. and a half in, man. Those versus battles. You did it. It's your fault. You did it. These versus battles are great. I don't know what's wrong with you. But okay. I'm just I'm not like, interested. Did you watch in... the one I sent you the other day? Did you watch any of that one? The Snoop versus not... DMX one? I saw clips from it, but no, I haven't watched the whole thing. Go watch that, and then I'm going to ask you on the next Chop It Up segment. We'll just talk. We'll just touch on it. You just, let's see if your mind has changed a little bit. I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the hype around. I just don't, man. I, I can't see it. I can't. Just, just watch that one. Just watch a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I ain't even watched like the Fab and the Jada joint, right? Like I know who won and all of that. I didn't see the entire thing. That one was, that one was entertaining for what it was yeah. because I told you that I always thought that Jada was Smash Fab, you know. Um. You know, yeah. which he did. But put, anyway. Put, put, put the music on. Let's go ahead and fade him. Hey, man. Hold on. <laughs> Come on. Now, you know what? Put the music on. We too, we, 
we an hour thirty five in, man. We, we hey man, we know. giving them content, man. This, you know, yeah, this is content. But you know, people got the attention span of a goldfish, man. So we got to hurry up and go. Right. So yeah, we're gonna have Jay watch the versus battle. We'll touch on that the next chop it up segment on the next episode, and we'll, we'll revisit that. See if his mind has changed a little bit on that. So you know, and by the and just before he we go away, uh, he didn't smash Fab. He did win, but he didn't smash Fab on that. Fab is still he didn't he didn't smash Fab. He won. He didn't smash Fab. He won. Oh, I heard he smashed him. We're going to have to go back and ask Black Twitter. But anyway. <laughs> no, we ain't asking Black Twitter nothing. Excuse me. They got nothing to, to worry about right now. Hashtag uh, <laughs> Black Twitter. What Black it do? Black what happened Twitter. with that? What, what happened with the uh, the real king of New York? And, uh, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? That's harsh. Shout out to Jada. I'm gonna, hey, shout, shout out, out to shout out the drunk Jada though. Shout out to drunk. <laughs> shout out to Fab. I really like Fab. I just got to give Fab a hard way to go like because it don't sound like because, that, Fab. But see, that's what I'm. This is why I give Fab a hard way to go. It's they fault, Fab. If you hear this by any chance, it's my friend's fault. No, Fab is Fab is the truth, man. You kind of you kind of hate her on Fab. I don't Fab, know why. Fab is nice. I I never said Fab wasn't nice. Fade the music in, man. What are we doing? <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? Did you want to promote you? Okay, before we go, did you want to promote uh, Sapiens? Because you need yeah, safety I you know www.sapiens.biz. Signed up, man. You playing with your life? You playing with it? Sign tax, up. Matter it's tax fact, free weekend too. It's tax free weekend, so he giving all discounts, twenty percent off all sign ups this weekend. No, I ain't giving no discounts, but it will be tax free though. Sign up at the site www.safiest.biz. I'm out, man. Hey, this has been the Halfway Humble Podcast. My name is Jay. You just go end it, huh? Jay. <laughs> you just go, you just go end it right now. Okay. You supposed to say, you supposed to say, and I'm Jay Stamps. <laughs> oh no, I can't. My voice ain't eight more octaves lower than yours. So I can't do it. <laughs> Fine, man. Can you do the outro, please? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh this has been another episode, another <laughs> great episode. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm trying to finish. Man, get on with it, man. Hey man, this has been another fantastic episode of the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm Jay Stamps. And I'm Jay. And why you gotta be so dramatic? Man? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, I was just trying to do a good closing for once, man. Anyway, we okay. <laughs> All right, man. We out, man. All right, man. One more thing. No, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm just kidding. Hey, you, you're a jerk. <laughs> I don't know that. We out. Peace.